Hi, this is Madeline, a.k.a. Groisha, founder of Growing With The Seasons. Our new voice, Season 1, is the foundation of the intergenerational conversation. It's been in my heart to do. We need more mirrors and voices to inspire our choices. For in the reflection of each other, we all grow wiser. I know I have. To learn more or get involved in this and other co-creations and conversations, check out the website gwtsfamily.com. We offer many ways to help you groom your authentic expression. Here we grow. We're microphoned and sitting at the fire because it is Polly's preference. We tested it and you could still hear us pretty good because of these microphones. So we're hoping for the best. At the fire, elementally, on the solstice is a good place to be. I agree. And at the foot of this willow, on this land where we've gotten to spend a lot of good time together, both feels auspicious or well aligned or some such. Divine timing, yeah. What's those words? Divine timing. Divine timing. There's a way it flows that it happens in a perfect way. And sometimes with the push, we don't always get to find it because we can push ourselves into where we think we're supposed to be we can allow ourselves to develop naturally. So divine, well, there's a lot to, there's a lot to do right, just right there. And I don't even know what the <laughs> questions are in the do, undoing or undoing. But it's a thrilling prospect. Our conversations are always so tangentially rich. Is all the timing divine? Like does divine timing need the, is there any time that's not divine? Well, is is a is an ever rolling question for me. I believe, mm -hmm. with hindsight, not always when I'm stuck in the middle of, <laughs> of something with myself well, necessarily. It's hard to trust divine timing when you get hit sideways by something that you didn't see, and it screws up the flow. I'm getting closer to being not quite cowering or uh -huh. reactive. Mm -hmm. Pretty thank goodness for maturity, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And when the reaction comes, it's it can only come, in my thoughts, from not accepting that it's perfect. Like, oh, wow, this was supposed to happen right now, and I thought I was going this way, and now this happened. Jeez, look at that. Huh. You know, and I know in the field here, We've had that happen a lot of times where we didn't necessarily see something coming and then we we're doing it. We're like, nice. Like that came out great. Yeah, that's exactly. Yep. That feels like perfect, you know? And then I know I'm running around with like all sorts of visions of how this and this and that's going to happen. And then it happens the way it happens. And I'm like, oh, that's perfect timing. That's going to, that's a good way. Yeah. And at the edge of living that way, mm -hmm. like we can't know from here that part of the unfolding, but we can know from here that we want to go to where, as we find out, that is. Well, we don't want to resist it and we want to flow with it because there's universal energies. I mean, my story with you and the people here at this farm, I mean, my goodness, if there were not, there's definitely magnetic energies. There's definitely ways that certain people, stories end up folding and info and coming in and out of each other. You know, it's, it's evident all the time. And it's not by my design, you know what I mean? It comes more organically. And when something comes organically, I take reverence. 
because it makes the most sense. I think I accept that this moment's perfect. I, I know that I accept this moment's perfect. And I really look to bless the podcast and the voices of people like yourself because I don't know where else somebody would hear you. And part of what makes me want to do our new voice is getting the voices of the people where people can hear them. Because oftentimes when we're moving through things, we forget to listen. And when somebody's heard, I know it feels alive then. And when you're met and heard, you're dancing. So happy to dance with you today, Paulie. Same. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, welcome to our new voice. I'm here at the Earthman Farm with Polly, one of the master professional plantsmen here, who teaches me so much about nature and life. And my prayer is always to be more like Polly because he keeps it so gentle. So thanks, Polly, for taking the time to sit with us today. Thanks for also the opportunity, and it's my pleasure. Sweet. Sweet. Well, let's go to the questions. He's going in blind, so we'll see. So, Polly, the first question is, how were you informed or how did you come to identify with your gender? I forget. I was fixated on the on the question, but I think I got it. I, I think I got it. As a my earliest recollection would be sitting on the trainer body mm-hmm. and having to put your wetter, that's what it was in our house, <laughs> W E T T E R. Your wetter. Like okay. whatever the you weren't probably caring much about it. I wasn't caring about it much myself at that time, but the the notion of having your wetter in the cup of it all. Yeah, well, then for cleaning the bathroom, I can appreciate it a lot. That That's probably my first. <laughs> and there's a picture. I hope my sister has it. There's a picture of me on the toilet in the in that with a cowboy hat on and my sister and brother on both sides <laughs> in cowboy garb in a congratulatory moment of, I guess I was probably doing, pooped or something. Yeah, it did. I told somebody <laughs> I had to poop. Those accomplishments. Yeah. I also remember, I have memory actually from the crib where I could flash myself back to there. I remember learning how to squirt orange juice out of my bottle by depressing the nipple. I could remember, and I remember learning to throw pillows out of the crib before I crawled over and jumped. Nice. So those are pretty early. Then one birthday, I forget how many years ago, but I was living at Gina's house coming up through Alamucci from Blairstown to get on Route 80, which is a nice valley and ride. Like it's pretty magical turf. And I flashed to the moment of my birth. Wow. On my birthday, just driving. Wow. <laughs> it was tripped out. Dude. <laughs> and it was, it was, this mission's been accomplished and this is the one oh. simultaneously. Wow. Just, but just, just it's like Steiner stuff. Just it's like Rudolph's. That's just, just clearly. So those are younger memories. But in terms of gender identification, cowboy, the cowboy <laughs> on the toilet. See, when I was about 15, 14 or 15, 
remember I was working in the greenhouse and cruising around. And I remember having the thought, I would have, I wonder if I'm gay. It was kind of the first time the thought ever came like that. Hmm. And I remember like intuitively at such a young age was very dear as part of my ride. I'm, I'm thankful for, I knew right away that I was okay with it and that it didn't fit the world around me at all. Those were two stark wow. realities. So you and felt the conflict, but you didn't get taken out of your center. I, for I was like, I don't know if I am, but I'm all right with it. And nice. that doesn't fit anywhere. In my like, world. I don't know how it's going to fit in, but if it is, it is, you know, nice. Yeah, it was very, it was, it was a gift to myself in a way that I, I don't know how a young man even had it, except it was a gift, you know, to be able to see it that way. Mm -hmm. And, and since then to be for, from there through now, being self-affirmed that in a way as separate from what the world wants to say about it or, you know, I don't accept any of the weight of any of those expectations really. Mm -hmm. And then I think it's so great that this is where we, this is where we opened. I, I have countless thoughts on the subject. Trying to see where to flash in to fast forward and not go through all the gory <laughs> details of it all. Well, I found, I, I, I fell in love with the man. That was the country. I became, mm -hmm. I became card carrying. Card carrying? <laughs> not one to build a sign and get in a parade or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, that was all too like flamboyant, too expressive for me. I was really put off by until later in years that I realized it's whatever any anyone's expression of that is and a certain kinship in the struggle of being something that part of the world around you has hatred for, mm -hmm. discussed over or, mm -hmm. you know, religious <laughs> persecutions about or whatever. Yeah. I can identify with feeling like a witch. You know, there's a way that when you get an identity or a sense of something in you that isn't necessarily received in a way that says, oh, you'll be fine. You can be that. It's kind of like, uh-oh. <laughs> what if what if the world comes in, like, makes my life suck because I'm naturally this? Well, Meaning a witch to be a wise person. But, you know, the word witch growing up, certainly as a Catholic girl, was not like the cool one, right? It wasn't the one to be. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I don't know. I think I never had a confidence issue about it per se, mm -hmm. but. You didn't need to advertise it. Yeah, for sure not. Well, and, and you're just moving toward what attracts you, which is what everybody does. And True. so it's not different. Mm-hmm. Like I almost no. don't want to acknowledge the difference or the terminology or, oh, or be so you're attracted where you're attracted. That's what and and I think if our so culture so wasn't so 
bent on having to declare which side you're on. And now in the youth now mm -hmm. are showing us how the frontier I was on is unfolding that. Mm -hmm. But the blending of male and female energies on the planet is a, is a, is the all of our, on all of our behalf. Everybody that carries that's charged mm -hmm. that comes with a calling that's that, mm -hmm. other than traditional or other than heterosexual, is the, is an embodiment of the blending of those forces at a time when the world at large is in, you know, a patriarchal to a matriarchal age, or maybe it's mm -hmm. just the age of today, but mm -hmm. certainly. Maybe it's just out of division. Because even the matriarch patriarch still feeds that us and them suggestion. It, it does, and and that's a new that's new in my thoughts. Just of recent, somebody questioned, like had a question or said something like that, and I think that that's true. Oh, my sister-in-law, Joelle, I do believe the change we're in is going to be led by women and men can, that can support it on the well in the well. For everyone's well-being. Yeah, for shared meaning and purpose, for shared reality. Yeah. For the good of all. Yeah. Yeah. Blessed be on the solstice. Let that prayer be heard to the beings of light that we are. Yeah, Lord, that our intuition comes back into the circle process, and mm -hmm. we don't. What we're deciding upon is the well-being of everybody. And we know that solution's there because that's the divine plan. Like. The universe wants us whole, like we are whole. We've always been whole. We've always been in balance. We've just lived lives of separation and used our minds to create division and conversations that take sides. And then we grow like parasitic energies that hold these vibrations. And then we argue over who's is right when we're all in it together. And I'm pretty sure we're not here to fight. Like you might have to discuss perspective and make decisions, but to fight means that you don't know you're okay. Because you're okay just because you exist. Yeah, figuring out if we're okay together is tricky business. Yeah, everybody feels threatened by the energies of the others. And I'm not sure why. I think it has to do with that conversation around division and what team are you on? I'm on team we. I'm on team family farmony. I had a really, when the core group met, mm -hmm. I don't know if they met more than once. I was at the first one. Uh -huh, the fourth, yeah. Well, I think we talked about it already. Yeah, yeah. But it was interesting in the face of, and I'm in a place in my life where expression, perception, you know, I almost want to, <laughs> I almost want to stay in the perception part and be called out for the expression part. Yeah, I've noticed that about you. I, and it becomes, and at that point, it becomes an, an invitation and, 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 Anything I've been given, gathered, been able to gather, been given the right and, and ability to gather, you got to look at it again and again, really, because is it, is it current? Am I bent in my perception because of how long I've had it? You know? It's such a trick to getting older. I can appreciate that, that reflection. Oh. Yeah. Because we, we, we can see and recognize how the lens of your time remains your lens to some degree. And that lens can sometimes lack certain clarity because the children are bringing new energy in. So our ever-changing form is more than likely very capable to take in the new energy. But the comfort of our lens or the comfort of our perception 
can sometimes limit our ability to see it from all directions. That's great. So then, as the story goes, and I, I wrote in a poem, this love of mine from 18, kind of at first glance, I wrote in the poem, it's like we were separated at birth, and then we met again. And then we were separated again, and then we met again. And we're separated again, and have met again now. And I knew it then. That it would eventually come. No, that you'd meet again. I ever held the space for it, but the depth of the love I found, I knew it then. Right. I don't know it till now. <laughs> But, but you, some part of knew. some part of me knew to you. hold hold that space, and that. so love that passed the test of time and space is true. True. And so I I've gotten to love that test the time of time and pass the test that passed of, the test love that passed the test of time, time and space is true. May that love come to you, whoever's listening. So then what did you learn about yourself in relationships? I mean, you're kind of already going there, but is there anything else about your character or how you met the world that you learned about yourself in relationships with people? Any times, you know, people you worked with, people you, you know, did circles with, anything that you learned about yourself in relationships in the name of awareness, yeah? <laughs> That's also a great question. Why, thank you, Polly. I'm sure every single encounter is, is, has left a mark. You know, the ones I can remember or think about and, and the impact of every other thing that I are out of my perception in the moment. And so in that way, also being closeted and gay, mm. You just came at things like just for whatever you, you found kindness and the love <laughs> in the smallest of like in a smile or mm -hmm. a gesture like mm -hmm. that because that's as close as you could get to that sweet spot, <laughs> which is that's a, interesting. I can appreciate that. It's and is also you know give up the good enough days to find the gift in that for the ones I didn't mm -hmm. know, necessarily. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot, and then so in that way, every relationship is in is impactful. Yeah, you know, true story. Every every crossing, every encounter, and then Kenny Wu, mm -hmm. and I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the dearest of friends. We're our families bought houses and a new development across the street from each other when we were six and seven. So we're friends, 55 years. Wow. He's, what a great reflection to have for so long. We're in the process of, we're going to, we're starting our memoirs in a way. <laughs> the, a woman approached Kenny about like wanting to write his story. Awesome. And I said, I want in on that. And it's become our story. <laughs> it has a name already. It's, it's fascinating. Oh, I'm, I love it. 
Yeah, and and just gonna be a lot of. And hype. you're different cultures. You're different. You're in so many like it's we, so great. We're so reflective and like otherworldly apart, other worlds apart mm -hmm. from each other. Mm -hmm. It's it's incredible. <laughs> a funny story. In his house, so in his house, there was a gallon of soy sauce and a pint of olive oil. And in my house, it was a gallon of olive oil and a pint of soy sauce <laughs> in the cabinet. Both of our dads had pool tables and ping pong tables. We hung out a lot together. But our story from that early age, then Kenny was diagnosed and has been in the mental health system from the time he was 18. Oh, wow. Diagnosed re-diagnosed, medicated all, all through. Mm -hmm. And the way this story occurs to me now, if you're in some Native American culture or lore or language is where the roots of this are, there's a uh, hoka is like a clown. It's a medicine person in, in a tribe mm -hmm. for his aunt being able to like change the change the space for his other men mm -hmm. is a hayoka mm -hmm. kenny's hayoka yeah i'm a burdash and that's a woman a man who's like a woman or a woman who's like a man or has whatever roles whatever part of that role that they want to play huh? but are also it could be a medicine person in the mix of it all, or, or definitely a uh, also revered, like a revered place in the tribe. Mm -hmm. As you are. And so the story and the, the story for the book is there's a Berdash and a and a yoga that we put <laughs> across the street from each other <laughs> and to nice. support each other's ride and be, be part of this ongoing phantasm. <laughs> that that is between us and we've covered grounds oh my god so i can almost say as we unfold this project you know it, there's a relationship that shaped me <laughs> for yeah <sure. laughs> i love the reflection of, of relationship how it's such a classroom and you learn so much and you get to have so many rich experiences in it i know you brothers and it's funny you know i met Kenny, when I didn't meet you, like I met him in the systems and stuff. So it's just interesting how, again, the circles touch the circles. But I love that reflection on relationship, Pauline. Is there more about relationship that you want to share about what you learned about yourself in relationship? Or do you feel like you gave a general sense there? What do you want? I mean, I guess there are many other relationships. I'm definitely one who finds himself in uh, how do I put it like in the faith of the collective almost mm -hmm. like I, I'm kind of moved I'm defined in, in, in that in some way mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know and I'm guided in that way tremendously you know when somebody is is a, a close part of you to you mm -hmm. holds has how you have them in their heart vice versa mm -hmm. ask you 
to slow down takes you from yourself and asks you like, you know, can you help me with this? I help you with that a hundred times. Yeah, can you help me with that? Whatever we've been given is for those asking. Hmm. So we have the enough to I give. The, well, the reason I have it is to give it. It, it has no value unless there's a place for it. Oh, beautiful. I love that, Pauline. Yeah, it's just, we're each other's, we're each other's purpose. Entirely. We're each other's resources. Entirely. Purpose. We're each other's purpose. Like the purpose is to be able to support the other. In every exchange, in some depth of exchange. It's like a fluid exchange in the life and death of the whole, <laughs> in some places. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's an interesting one. You know, coming out of overgiving as a means of establishing a way of kind of existing, I pulled back pretty far from that. And I know all day I'm, I'm doing the service I can with the gifts that are mine. Like when the people come in, you know, I meet them with what I got and I'm really present. And and so I've kind of just decided to stay in my lane because I found that the distracting, a distractive way that, needs would be felt inside of me. I don't know if it's the uber mom energy, but I would feel the needs of others and almost feel compelled to do something because I felt the need of the other. And that didn't serve me or them, right? Because it's important to be able to communicate your need. And so when people would ask me straight up, I, I could or I couldn't. And sometimes I could have maybe made it work, but it would have been at a cost of my grace someplace. And I just decided that my grace took precedent over the needs of others. You know, I couldn't lose that center line for the satisfaction of another's idea of me, right? Because it's a projection onto me. And I'm perceived to be a woman with so much resource and energy and like, bring it here, bring it there, bring it there. And I used to really think I was supposed to do that and ran myself pretty good, you know, and I still keep myself involved in a good amount of stuff, mm. you know, like I'm not sitting home, like I do sit home in color, but I'm usually thinking about all the stuff <laughs> I'm doing. But, you know, I, I'm aware of that my energy staying in a certain frequency of grace and acceptance is the highest value I can bring to anything. And that could be a pompous way that I'm saying, I don't have to help everybody. But I did help a lot, and I didn't necessarily see it help because it really is something that the universe is doing. Say, and sometimes say, it's by example that you teach. But I love something you just said was so encapsulating. Do you remember which part? I don't. Sorry, Paul. No, but we got it. We have. It's, it's been captured. We've been saying we should record our conversations forever. This new tool might follow us gardening for the year. We might have a series. I, I think there's a series there. I do too. About growing true in, in the universe and nature and the gardens. And there's such a classroom here. Yeah, it's such a good vehicle. Yeah. And it's an important part of my intentions. You know, the earth school was a commitment I made to a tree in my yard called Grandmother Spider. And not that it has to be her name, but I'll know that the intention came from her. But she wanted the earth school and she taught me so much about listening to the earth. And so she inspired it. And in 2018, I had retreats here and talked to others about doing it. And you know, I talked to you about doing it. 
So to be able to inform the classroom of the Earth School, it's really your Earth School's your yard. It's wherever you are. But we can inform a relationship that maybe doesn't come as natural to everybody because we moved away from it so much. And we can, in, we can inspire the curiosity that comes from them. You know, so there's something beautiful about passing that reflection through because I don't know that everybody has it. It's value as a community resource. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's almost limitless. Yeah, and the group. And if we got together as a collaborative yeah. and put the plan to it, I, I mean, the, this whole place could kind of be curriculum oriented. It is it, so, and even with the community building, <laughs> solstice fire getting built up top with a group of people, like there's just a lot of beautiful energies co-creating and living in harmony with each other. Like I said to Dennis when I had dinner with him a while back or breakfast, I don't know what we had. He said, I just know that the peace in my heart from finding that prayer for harmony because, you know, you think, oh, I should pray for this one. I should pray for this. I should pray for that. As if I'm writing the ticket. As if, like, I decide what you have for dinner. I don't know how harmony works. But I knew the word meant what I know. I wanted to see the farm in harmony. And so it was harmony. And so I wanted to, all the farms to be in harmony with each other. And working from a vibrational awareness of this relationship. And just to let it inform us more. And to have myself be informed more by it, you know, to grow back myself into more of a rhythm with cycles and to notice the timing of things and slow me down. So I, I think there's beauty in that. So if these devices work, I'm in. Yeah, it, it, it is. It, it's always, it's always grounding. So true. And it's always there and available. Every bit we can come, the stuff we're working, the beings we're working with and being in the soil. Yeah. Welcomes us and, and just. It saves your life it, because I've had several times. I know when I first had my children, the first set, I made a little garden in my yard and man, having that little garden, I grew corn for the first time. I did the corn, beans and squash. I did the rose, I have the tomatoes, I have the herbs on the side. Like, taking care of it, being in it, being in the role, like it got me through a transition from like freedom to I'm in this life now and I need to find some rhythm with it. And nature provided me so much because I was trying to pay attention so much because I needed to know how to grow, <laughs> you know, because I was stuck, you know, and I knew I was stuck and my inclination was to start gardening and that helped me grow through the stuckness. Yeah, it's very fluent, and it's in it. Like it's all in the subtleties, so you're kind of getting it on the inside, oh, and it rings sure. a bell with, you know, answers primal urgings of being a part of the elements. Yeah, outside of it. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. So that's good for relationships. We even touched our favorite, Mother Earth. So we did great. So the next part of the question is, how do you know the truth? How do you discern the truth for yourself? It's interesting. This is a this is a rebroadcast because the first, our first, did you say that already? I didn't. Our first attempt, we did this. I forgot what the questions were, so it's pretty fresh to me now. 
entirely fresh to me now, actually. <laughs> but the sound, the audio wasn't good. And part of what interested me about doing it today at the fire was that it was the solstice and I'd get a, get in a dialogue with myself about what I think about it today, as opposed to, oh, how, what different, what a different my perception is now versus then. We can still listen to the other one too. We'll see what happens. It's interesting. Now today supersedes it. All right. Very good. Let yeah. the past be in the past. I accept. Today makes everything else passe. Mm -hmm. And, and, it, but, and today comes more informed. There's like, yeah. got more, got lived more days. You did. <laughs> that was in 2020, the last time. But what was the question again? How is it that you know the truth? How do you discern the uh, truth? Oh, it's such a great question. I think I'm arriving at a point. I'm interested to see how I come out of winter into spring after this kind of, in going in this winter, I'm, I'm I'm feeling there could be a metamorphosis come this spring, like the increment of time that a caterpillar turns to a butterfly. Like I could feel the potential of that or promise or even just a whimsical possibility <laughs> that that could be so. <sighs> you know? Time to be a butterfly. It, it, there could come a time. Yeah, cycles are real. When the healing could be gentle and it isn't as painful as I imagined. And yeah. I'm carrying, I'm carrying, <laughs> Sadhguru says, and I, I almost don't want to quote him because if I'm talking about him, I want to have every word he said in front of me to, to say. But I, I, Sadhguru is a guy who came across my, Facebook newsfeed, and I love every word he says. Says we're suffering, and I, I'm not going to do him justice, but we're suffering. What happened ten years ago? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you suffering now? Is the mm -hmm. question. You know. And then he says, and you're already suffering. What's coming? <laughs> mm -hmm. Which most likely isn't true. And so it's almost like the truth lies in each moment and trying to find my way, hone my navigation skills to be able to be with that better, find grace enough to like, here we are. And, you know, he says a million people didn't wake up this morning. You are one who did. Mm -hmm. That's a great day. <laughs> <laughs> so the truth's in the moment. I love it, Pauline. Yeah, I love it. I, that's right. The I truth's think in the moment. And and only. It's really and, fair. It's and really true. The, yeah, and it's as, a simple fairness. And it's at the edge of like where stuff life wants to happen. And and if that's true, then it's equally true that the truth has been in each moment. Mm, nice. Which is to let everybody, like, let everybody off the hook for everything. Only all the oxen free. Yeah. Well, we're following our ancestral lines. We've been through them. And, and the next folks will take it from where we leave it. And we can leave it sweet. We can leave it in acceptance. We can leave it in that awareness that you're bringing that the moment of where it's happening. 
And when you leave the moment and you go back into the story, you lose your perspective because you're holding the lens now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Nice, Polly. All right, the last question. What are some of the shared values that you would propose or suggest for us to consider as people, as a universal family? A couple of shared values that you would like to suggest. I'm going to take that on as a worldly question. Very good. Very good. Go for the whole world. Now I'm ready. We just want everybody to agree so we can grow some harmony and harmony. Well, we're living in a day with technology, most of which escapes me, but not my friends, where any goodness we can find an expression for, like in practice, and then an expression, you know, in every way, but in, around the practice of whatever it is we're doing. I forgot what I was gonna say. You were talking about reflecting good, like anything like the value that we reflect the good. Is that where you were going? Shared values for the whole world. Oh, so we live at a time where if we can come up with the platform it's easy to share. Everybody can know it at the same time. It's unprecedented. It really is. At the same time that our, I don't know, our, our like our intellect is most likely a crutch. Bad. We know almost from birth. <laughs> or to say every notion you already have is worth is up for review. Because nice. somehow we need to, we're at a time where the art, we're on the time on the timeline. I think that time is coming. We're just, we're the collection of soil and stuff that we've eaten. <laughs> we're the manifestation of the <laughs> earth mass at this time. We're, I think we're being unfolded to be able to address the work at hand on it in a local way. Just like the dream of building a community resource where we got together and mm. shared shared with the life of plants in a farm setting. I mean, it, it's, oh. it's like a program oh. for whoever whoever would bring themselves to it. it and it's, so much fun to make. And then. For us to, and, and it's all, and, and so it's all a reflection of itself. It's only ourselves being, it's nothing else we could do, but our part in the ongoing nature of it all, but to passion play <laughs> of it all, ongoing passion, passion play, play of it all. Passion um, how we come and like, to me, we agreed we were coming to shoulder whatever it is we've had to shoulder, whatever part of mm -hmm. dismay or distress there is. All we, doing our part in the story of the heart. Yeah, we came to body whatever part we got and mm -hmm. hopefully be healed from that place mm -hmm. and then have that to lend mm. as you go. Mm. If the story, if you live long enough with the story, Gets to tell itself that way, and then every malady is me, inclusive. I'm not divided in myself or my thoughts 
in any way. Yeah. Everything's me. Yeah. <sighs> True story. The worst me. me. The best and the worst. They're all the parts are us. Yeah, the worst yeah. the worst of me. It's all this you. Without this without like disgust. Just but but it can feel the decades of Yeah, we're all the dark the and the guilt, light. We're the all guilt that we yeah. felt over forever. Yeah. And and the way it created an energy in your whole body and the way you move because of it, like for sure. Like I've been so aware of some of my distortions and the way they played out on my form. And I'm like, wow, why was I ever thinking that? Like, you know, my dad was pretty open with me as a person, but he wasn't very hard on me. Maybe sometimes, but boy, one time he got so mad at me. He literally smacked my shoulders and said, stand up straight. And, and I get so bummed that I don't stand up straight. And I didn't listen to him on that because there's a time that my shoulders curl and there's tension there. And if I would stand straight, I know it would bring a, a stronger form and even more clarity to my character. And I didn't stand up straight because I was five foot 11 and it already was like so big. Do you know what I mean? So wow. I didn't want to be so big. Oh, wow. Right? So it's such a metaphor for my transformation station that I'm living in as I prepare to move to Utah. <laughs> and I'm like, you ready to stand up straight? And sitting by this willow tree, I remember being at a ceremony and talking about codependence and asking about the healing that it would take for me to know my own form. And the willow tree told me, stand up straight. Stop being it's like all right all right and it's like stand up straight oh that's you know, amazing you bend with the leaf but you keep the form and i was like oh man like so you let nice. go with these and i was nice. like boy listen to this tree schooling me nice so i i use this willow tree all would you say you move with the leaf but you stand strong right, you stand strong and you you give with the leaf like you look flow with the leaf but you stay in the form like nice. you must keep the nice. form and then let the flow so if I'm in a question mark, where's the flow, right? It's looping. So our body holds a lot of what we create in our thoughts. That's for darn sure. Well, Paulie, thank you for your voice and our new voice and for this intention on the solstice to make garden program. Move over magic garden. We're coming through. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. There's, there's a, a lot, lot of fun in that. So we want to close it with a prayer. So in this moment, we're here to remember. I'm taking the wisdom of my brother. That the truth is in the moment. And we're here to give naturally and to receive naturally and go where we go. And that we have an opportunity now to actually be new. So let it be like that. Let us be new and kind of be curious and surprised. And Holy, do you have any prayers or any ways you want to close up this time that we've been able to share more about your perspective and share your voice in a bigger collective for the inspiration of good communication? I remember the first time somebody asked me if I would say a prayer. And I was like, oh, I don't really have one. But I definitely want to be someone who could bring a prayer if they're asked. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, for sure. So this got to have that game going on. <laughs> and this is the prayer that came out of that 
Not in Korean? All right, all right. Um, if I were to say a prayer that's already been said, it could be any prayer. If I were to say a prayer that's one of my own, it might not be any prayer. Jim Morrison said, you cannot solicit the Lord with prayer. But if we could bring our prayer in line with the, with the will of the larger, we'll be in the place where prayers are answered. Hi, this is Madeline again. If you're interested in learning more about co-creation and building a new foundation, check out the website, gwtrustfamily.com and get involved. Join us in growing this frequency of more peace and harmony and possibility. Turning in all the directions, calling above and below to the space inside me that longs to glow. I call for the wisdom of my teachers and my elders and the wisest part of me. What is it that's going to set us free? How can we find harmony in this family? Please teach me. Show me the way. I know. The way will open. Where is it? Where's the fire? Rhythm in the middle. Stay centered. Stay true. Do what you're here to do. That's what'll soothe your soul. Sing with the tribe. Rhythm in the middle.
strong.